Hello, Stephen here. The Podcast with Benefits is back. We will record most episodes of the show live with active audience participation. This means that the direction of each episode is a bit more spontaneous, as audience members can chime in with topics and questions at all times. This is a fairly new format for us, and we're still working out some of the kinks. With that being said, you can still expect the same shenanigans from your favorite self-described and uncertified love, sex, and relationship gurus. Enjoy the show. Hello again. Hello. Welcome back. It's been so long. It's been ages. Part two of... It's been 84 years. ...of Frankie, guest appearance on the podcast with benefits. My partner, keeper of all my secrets. Um, Quick note. um, Big shout out. To Callie Wright, who actually made those swords back there. Mm. They're in the audience currently. Thank you, Callie. Those were the swords that were mentioned at the end of the previous episode. Correct. And uh, Callie is also the host of another podcast called mm-hmm. called Queer Splaining. It's a fantastic podcast. Check it out. And where can we find Queer Splaining? Wherever you get your podcasts. I'll let them chime in with that. <laughs> if you want to in the chat, uh, go ahead and you know promote yourself. Uh, tell people where they can find your podcast. I'll actually, I kind of want to subscribe right now. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. It's a good show. Um, so we had some. We opened it up to questions in the last show uh, from the audience. We've got two so far. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get rolling with those, but. Um, if you uh, have questions, please write them in. Uh, feel free to, to email them or hop in the chat. Um, my phone's on Do Not Disturb, so I won't get your emails, but uh, maybe Stephen will. Um, so one of the questions was, what is the pineapple on pizza of sex? And that's like... The city slickers, you know, like the one thing. Like, what's the one thing that's important to you kind of thing? Whatever you're... Like, well... So, in this instance, pineapple on pizza is good. Well, right. And it also depends on, like, if you hate pineapple on pizza, it might be the worst thing, you know? It could be the... If you don't like butt sex and you don't like pineapple on pizza, there's your correlation. I feel like pineapple would be butt sex because some people like it and some people don't. Mm, no. I definitely would attribute I support that. Pineapple, pineapple on pizza to well, lots of things. <laughs> um, but uh, at the moment, it's probably like a a rim job. I don't know. So butt stuff. Not butt sex, though. Okay, pineapple's butt stuff. No, like, <laughs> like I'm not like, I don't I don't even necessarily like Penetrative Butt Sex. That would be such a good name for a band. Penetrative Butt Sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can already hear the music. Like, you know, like I, I 
like I like my ass to be played with, but to put my penis in a butthole is okay. It's more about like the the power of the situation for me than it is the, the feeling. But once I've done that once, it's like okay, well I got that check. Like, so therefore, we don't need pineapple right, on the pizza. Anyway. <laughs> but I still anyway. <laughs> I would for me. I think the pineapple on pizza on the pizza of sex would be foreplay. Like, cause to me, like that's something that's very important to me. That's like the, like, I prefer foreplay more than the actual act of sex. Uh, but some people, they just like completely, they get right into it. Uh, so that, that's my answer. I think the foreplay would be like a calzone. <laughs> <laughs> calzone yeah the calzone zone that's some heavy foreplay yeah i like okay. some heavy petting all right right over pizza yeah that could be a whole meal could be right exactly okay <clears throat> i can doubt with that um, any other pizza topping sex sexual innuendo bridges we want to build no. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, it's gonna ruin pizza. More more hands. More hands. More sons. More hands. So they they wrote in and asked, uh, "Want to talk about gay guys looking like brothers?" Um, <laughs> so this is actually this is something that I noticed recently. I made a Facebook post about it, um, and it actually got a decent amount of traction. Um, have either of you noticed? gay couples seem to like freakishly often look related. Like they look almost identical. I think that transcends gender and, and relationship type because I've seen hetero couples that look alike. Um, and I've seen, I've seen gay and lesbian couples that look alike. It, it does, it does seem to be more frequent with, with, gay male couples, but I've seen it in, in lesbians and, and hetero couples as well. And I think that has to do, I just attribute it to, like, narcissism. <laughs> like, if I could fuck myself, I would. So I'm yeah. going to fuck the closest thing. I, I found something that looks like me, I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> and love it, I guess. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just something that, it always kind of confused me, because it's like, oh, well, you're just stating yourself like it so pictures is one thing but like the the style choices and mm -hmm. the mannerisms and it, it's like seeing these couples in action it's it's almost like one of them is just a mirror yeah it's I bizarre. Know, there's a hetero couple that i know i saw them earlier today that they don't look anything alike like, well they both have black hair and glasses but um, but they act exactly alike. Like their person, I, I was like, I'm talking to the same person exactly. Like they just would say the same thing or like laugh at the same bullshit. They're the same person, and they have no idea. They don't. They don't see it at all. They have, they're completely oblivious to it. You pick up on each other's mannerisms after being together. Like yeah, you've been together for almost ten years. Yeah, you, yeah. You copy me all the time. I'm fucking awesome. Whatever, dude. Okay. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, you two seem, at least on the outside, 
to be unique individuals. You know, you, you have your own personalities, your own distinct look, your own distinct... Like, Wait, I had to take my flannel off because we were both wearing flannel. <laughs> no, so I actually, I did that on oh, purpose. No. Oh, I did? saw you wearing your flannel, so I was like, I'm going to put mine back on just, I, to, just to fuck with them. I, I don't give a shit. I'm just I love that you put yours on and then they took theirs off. But see, not the same. You're like you're you're countering each other. <laughs> we do accidentally match a lot. <laughs> yeah, we have similar style. I had to also... change shirts the other day because I accidentally wore the same shirt as him. <laughs> well, you steal my clothes all the time too. So. That's my shirt. Not that particular time, but oh. in general. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like I think yeah, when you when you you know live with someone for years and years and years, you're just. Years. So many years. Uh, you just pick up things that they do, and like uh, you just do the same shit. Live similar paths. We've also been friends for a disgusting amount of time. Yeah, fifteen years plus. Mm -hmm. What? Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make you feel old? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> you beat me horribly. Excellent. <laughs> um, what is this? Oh, oh, it's it's the sword. Sword. oh the sword. okay. All right, I was confused. Was like, the, the flannel? I don't understand. <laughs> Who made those? <laughs> oh, actually, uh, so real fast, I can confirm. Um, so queer explaining is on Apple Podcasts. I'm assuming that you can get it on Spotify as well. Um, Callie Wright said that you can go to queersplaining.com as well. So, giving you another shout out. That's my brand. The more you know. The more you know. That's the wrong slogan, or uh, what should we call it? Jingle. I don't even know. I don't know what you were doing. but I don't know either. Um, <laughs> so, I have, I have something that I want to share. Please. Um, so a friend of mine for Valentine's Day, uh, they got a bunch of, um, they're these little sex eggs, um, I guess, uh, for their boyfriend so that they could play with them or whatever. Uh, so they tried one of them on, on their boyfriend and their boyfriend didn't really like it too much. Uh, but they ordered like 11 of them. Uh, so they decided that they're going to give me like seven, uh, and the first one came in the mail. Uh, so I'm going to show it to you guys. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, one of these weird little egg things. And so what it is, is it's basically a fleshlight, uh, but in the shape of an egg. <laughs> it's not at all what I thought it was. <laughs> no, what yeah. is it? So I thought, I thought it was going to be like, like you take the whole egg and you shove it up your ass. That's what um, I immediately yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. Yeah, so, away. Got it. so when my friend was describing this to me, I was like, oh, I, I don't think I'm interested in this. Uh, but then they explained and I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's this very wobbly little fleshlight thing. And uh, I'm going to turn it inside out real fast. Uh, so each one, there's all kinds of different colors and styles. Um, each one has a different pattern on the inside. This one for Valentine's Day has hearts of all kinds of different sizes. So it's like it's 
It's like it's ribbed or whatever, but with oh. hearts. Um, so I had never used a flashlight before in my life. Um, this was my first one. Uh, and it was all right. It was fine. <laughs> I'm still confused why it's like in an Easter egg. It's just, I, I think it's just part of the yeah, branding of it. It's just branding and image. It's kind of like a brain. I guess. So it's just flashlights, and I, flashlight's not the right word. Uh, it's, it's like a. I wish I kept the label. I, I ripped it open and I threw away the thing, but it's just uh, meant to go around your penis. Yes, you're supposed it's, to fuck it's it. very stretchy. Uh, okay. And yeah, it comes with. So uh, when you first open it, inside is a little like cylinder, and mm -hmm. you pull that out, and there's instructions and lube. And okay. then you just take the lube and you put it inside. Yep. And then, like, give it a good yeah. squeeze, and then it's good to go. Yeah. yeah. Flashlight, yeah, not the right term, but uh, masturbatory aid would be, I think, the correct. Masturbatory aid. Yeah. So, a little less on, so what makes it? What makes it not a flashlight? I thought. I thought literally any kind of like sleeve that you put over your dick to masturbate with is a flashlight. I think it has to be like a, a flashlight shape. I don't like. Oh. And also, I think it's like Kleenex to tissue. Oh, okay. So if we're trying to eventually get like you know, branding dollars, we want to stretch it. It stretches so much. Yeah, I was actually I was a little concerned because like <laughs> it it it's so like small. I was just like, so, I don't I don't know if, but eventually now, it, it was fine. Now maybe it's just me, but maybe the next time you show me a product, you want to make sure it's not used first. <laughs> well, I cleaned it. I cleaned it. Oh, great. It's clean. <laughs> it's perfectly clean. This is fine. There's, yeah, there's nothing. It's fine. <laughs> this is fine. Everything's well, you scared fine. me for a second, but like, I had to, I had to use it because I can't, I can't talk about it unless I've used it, right? I want to be able to speak from experience here. Okay, let me just, I'm, I'm just going to swipe left on that, and I'm going to say, so all they do is send you these masturbatory aids. Uh, it's, it's the same, It's an egg just with different patterns inside? Yeah, there's all kinds of different patterns. Old, the eggs thing. are different colors. I think to me, yes, that's where, yeah, Callie, yes, like. That's where you draw the line. Well, I think if you're going to, like, Talk about the toy. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> I just wasn't ready for you to say you had already used it. It was. How can I talk I about it if I haven't now used I it? Now I know that on the table, it's fine. Like now I know, but this, this guy right here, I love this motherfucker. Look at this big fuck. Like, you know, it's that's. I don't know. Didn't we show you the kind of etiquette? Wait, I, I, I know we I was used. You were I fine with that. Remove the shame, and so great job. I'm glad it's you masturbated with that. Gold star. I just wasn't ready for you to tell me and show me, but now here I am. I got I got to sit in the audience seat for a moment. Til. Don't be. I'm I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> I apologize. I've given you this this horrible gift of shame and and. I just anger. don't understand. Like, I feel like it's my duty to try something before I 
and talk about it. What would I rate it out of 10? So, uh, so here's the thing. I feel like it was equally as pleasurable as just regular masturbation. It was just like different. Did uh, it shorten the time with, with which you ejaculated? Uh, yes, but I was just excited to use it. I, I wonder if after repeated use, it would change. So I've, I've used one previously. Uh, not I, like, I saved myself. Like I, I waited like a good more than 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I was like building up to the moment. Okay. So I, I have used a silicone sleeve before, uh, and had one used on me. And it definitely sped the process up, um, but it was it was like a whole cylinder, like it was it, it could encompass my entire business. Uh, whereas that, I think, is just gonna it it does stretch like this. This this covered everything. It just you can pull it back. The the, the bandage has been ripped off. You don't have to. Right. Can... I, I didn't know if I was not no, allowed. It's it's, 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 I, like I've gotten over. I just wanted to express to you. It's like it really stretches for the next one. Be like, I'm excited to use this in the future, and then tell me about it later. It's fine. Now that I know that talking about used sex toys and showing them to people is okay. <laughs> That's a... that. so. Why do you think we're here, Chris? Why do you think we're here? I know. I know. I know. We're here for for this is exactly. I'm sorry. Is it like a condom where you can just like pull it all the way down? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't want that. It's it's very. There's a hole. Is there a hole at the top of it? No. No, it's just it's a sleeve. So that's actually that's one. Oh god, it's stuck now. (laughs) Hold on. It's like suctioning now. Oh god, no! What have we done? Um. So don't pull like that. Break the seal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there you go. See, your life. Y'all are experienced. I'm doing the dance. <laughs> I never was a good dancer, but that never stopped. Yeah, exactly. There was no roadmap there. You just, um, you just you just did that, and I wasn't ready for it. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question? It, it's like a condom. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It it just stretches and covers. But that was actually so. There is no hole on the other end. Um, and that was one thing that I appreciated because it kind of it made cleanup easier. Uh, so not once did I make a mess on my hands, which like that's one thing that I hate. Like once you're done, it's like and then you can't touch anything. And you're like grabbing like towels and blankets with your elbows, trying to to. Why do you have semen in both hands, Stephen? <laughs> what? Why do you have semen in both hands? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a messy boy. I, like, uh, are you? <laughs> what are you doing, bud? No, so like, hands? I just uh, I, I make messes, okay? I'm a messy individual. I'm clumsy. It's fine. If that's what you're into, great. I just And I'm especially like if I'm with somebody else, like there's you know, we talked about lube hand. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so I I appreciated this because like everything was kept inside of the little egg pocket. So it was fine. Like I didn't. <laughs> I still just don't understand why an Easter egg. That's what it is. It's an Easter egg. Yes. I, having had the, the tube shape that had an entrance and exit. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to immediately go out and try this egg business, but 
Um, they're like two dollars. Great. Like I, I it's affordable. Is I definitely would want an exit because I mean you're gonna have to clean the toy no matter what. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But like I'm I'm anticipating too much pressure on my tip. Like there's no reservoir on that thing. I I think you're underestimating how stretchy this thing is. And and because of the egg shape, it like you're telling me <laughs> that when I bust a nut in that thing, it's going to expand even further. Um, so it because of the egg shape, it, it <laughs> Oh, I get it. Because it's it like at the top. It right? like it like ooze it. I didn't have a problem. I cannot. Well, I have. Uh, I, I can't borrow yours, <laughs> so I'm gonna go buy one. You can. I'm I could. If you want to, I cleaned Are it. Are you good? I mean, we two shared them. Excellent. All right. I cleaned it. I cleaned it. You'll eat an ass, but you won't come in a pocket that I cleaned. <laughs> I will. I'll do that. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Well, apparently you do. Apparently you do. But uh, but no, it, it was it was fine. I really want to try it with somebody else. So this was a, a purely solo endeavor. Mm -hmm. um, I want to try it on somebody else, and I want them to try it on me. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to be my next thing. So okay. when I try that, um, I'll give you all the scoop. Scoop loop. <laughs> give you all the, the egg salad. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> like I I fully endorse the the open ended one, so I, I'm excited to try the egg one. I I was surprised by how affordable they were, um, and so it does. The instructions do say that it's disposable, so I don't know how many uses, but it's it's washable at the same time. Um, it's it's held up, so it's fine. Is it silicone? I don't know. <laughs> did you read the instructions? I did, but now I, I don't have them on me. I don't remember. I I was getting right to the important part. <laughs> I was like, here's the cylinder of lube. Put it in there. <laughs> I was listen, I am I'm a basic primitive man. Here's egg. Fuck that noise. Here we go. Egg Fucking bullshit words. We <laughs> got some coming to do. <laughs> The point is, it was it was nice. It was fine. Um, it's it's affordable. There's all kinds of different colors and patterns for you to collect. Um, like Pokemon. Yes. You gonna display them on your wall? Uh, maybe one thing that I do wish. Uh, so the bottom of the egg is rounded, so it doesn't it doesn't stand nicely on a like a nightstand. It rolls around. You have That's, to to wait for the uh, the equinox. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> the one time you can balance an egg on its end because the earth is on, on, on its proper axis or whatever. Is that bullshit? bullshit? No, that's real. That's real? I thought um, we were doing it with brooms right before COVID, right? Well, that was just you did. You that was right. bullshit. They brought that's bullshit because you can just prop a broom up. Yeah. But that is what caused the fucking. That's what caused COVID. the apocalypse. Yeah. Broom balancing. <laughs> I thought it was Harambe dying. That's a little late, but yeah. Yeah. Also, that, that started it, and then it just snowballed into broom standing. Yeah, yeah. It was a confluence of events that led to 
COVID. Summon some broom demons. And now we're here. I feel like I'm a broom demon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what else you got, Steven? Talk to me. Uh, you're making me do all the work here. I am, I am, absolutely. The only thing that's on my mind is I saw this fucking video on on NPR of, like, a flock of birds fucking just falling from the sky and dying. Yeah, that was in Mexico. In Me yeah, in, in, yeah, it was terrifying. I don't want to talk about that either. That's all I can fucking think about. Speaking of end times, that's that's that. Do you know what happened? Yes, apparently, like, they're... They're hypothesizing that they just, there was toxic fumes in the air. Um, that they just the birds caught and just like, like it's just I <laughs> like okay. yeah. Anyway, yes. check it out. Check it on. The That's actually um, so. I heard a different hypothesis. Okay. Uh, so when when birds fly together in a big thing, in a gaggle. Block. Block. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's better that you're here. We did it together. That's really that's nice. I'm, I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking in a flock. Um. So when when birds flock together, uh, they don't really see. Like, not all birds can can see and react. So their movements are based off of the movement of the birds around them. So the theory is that one of the birds in the front of the flock. Uh, was like scared or was dodging something and it caused them to like move pretty dramatically downward and all of the other birds also moved downward but because they were in this big amalgamation of birds when they did that many birds just slammed right into the ground and so if you watch the video like half of the birds fly yeah, they, away right, and then yeah, the other half are just down. dead Right. Um, so it's like they just and then and then the other ones flew away I would, yeah, I, I wish there was more video. You didn't just see the street view, you know? Yeah. Because then you could see what was kind of like if, if it was like an intentional down, downward motion. Because it, I, I, I'm going to rewatch the video, but it looked like just like, you know, you can tell the difference between something falling and something fly falling. Like, yeah. This was just thud. <laughs> yeah. So. That's that's uh, I think about that's that's lives rent free in my head, uh, and I worry about our future because of the birds. So, um, that's what I got. That's my contribution for today's uh, episode. You're for the episode for the show about love, sex, and relationships. Birds. This is coming in here with ten birds. Sorry, it's what is on my fucking mind. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> What else we got? What's on your mind? Uh, you said you want to talk about some non-binary. Oh fuck yeah! All right. Oh, all right. So, so what's it like being non-binary? Uh, pretty fucking rad. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk uh, about it. I don't know. What do you want to know? Everything. Well, I was born in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, now I'm here. Dope. Yeah. When <laughs> quite the story, yeah, some shit happened. Or... Like that's that's why I absolutely love teaching our, our children about you know the about having a vocabulary 
Um, because, I mean, the terminology for non-binary really came into the mainstream, I don't know, uh, pretty recently, effectively. Um, before non-binary was really used and before you understood what that meant, how did you feel about yourself, I guess, would be... I didn't meet my first non-binary person until... What year is it? It's 2022. Uh, 2018. Okay. Uh, playing roller derby. Um, we were in the middle of a drill and people kept misgendering them and they were just like, I'm not a girl. And I was just like, that does not compute. Like, I don't understand. And since, you know, meeting them and expanding my friend circle and stuff like that, meeting more non-binary people, like things started to kind of click together. Um, and what I always thought was, you know, poor self-esteem being a teenager was just um, dysphoria. So, like, I've always felt the best way I can describe it is having a dress on a gorilla. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, this is what you're supposed not that only women wear dresses and stuff like that, but it just looks ridiculous. So I've always felt just kind of ridiculous. I'm the gorilla and oh. a woman is the dress. So it just, it never felt right. Um, and then when I finally, you know, learned about non-binary people and what it meant and stuff like that, it just kind of like, okay, is this me? Or is this, you know, me just wanting to be special? Am I just, you know, mirroring what I see in other people? And here we are. And Chris and I had a conversation and that was that. Yeah. The end. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, I have a question. Um, I might have an answer. So just, just for clarification purposes, um, how would you define non-binary? Um, so the way I describe it is non-binary is just kind of an umbrella term. So I, I'm still learning all the different, you know, things under that umbrella term. But for me, it's not identifying as a man or a woman. It's just, I'm a, I'm a people. I'm a person. <laughs> um, I just kind of do my own thing and don't worry about you know, gender norms or what I'm supposed to be doing. So, uh, is it is it okay if I ask more questions about this? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I will allow it. Uh, so, do you think that... Um, so, identifying as non-binary... Um, you, you mentioned, uh, throughout school, you, uh, had like self-esteem issues and that that was actually, uh, would you say dysphoria? Mm -hmm. Um, so do you think that that was because of like an innate, uh, like this is who I am. I am non-binary. You just didn't have like the, the vocabulary or the understanding to, um, to identify that or uh, would you attribute 
that dysphoria more so with like the gender norms that society is pushing on you um, and that just not really resonating with you? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, at the time, like it was a lot of gender norms and stuff like that because there weren't non-binary people that you know were out in the open and stuff like that. At least I, not where I lived. <laughs> um, so like I've always been kind of you know a tomboy and I've dressed in pretty baggy clothes, like pretty masculine clothes. I always hung out with. I was one of the guys. Um, so I just lost my train of thought. Um, it was just, it was a little bit of both. Like I never felt comfortable being feminine, but at the same time, it was kind of expected of me. Um, so just kind of moving past that, I guess. So uh, I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did, you did. Um, so you mentioned a lot about not really adhering to feminine stereotypes. Um, would you say that you adhere more to masculine stereotypes or masculine identities or identifiers? Um, as a teenager, yes. Like I kind of went out of my way to, not necessarily went out of my way, but I gravitated more, more towards like masculine things. Like I said, I wore much more baggy clothes than I should have and, you know, stole my brother's clothes and stuff like that. Um, now I'm kind of like in the middle, like there, there's masculine days where, you know, I dress like this and stuff like that. And, and fix cars. Cars <laughs> and I fixed our dryer and I've installed faucets and done lighting. And then there's, we went on a date on Saturday night and I wore makeup and, you know, like tight fitting clothes. I and quit of course, <laughs> of course, the disclaimer is that, you know, these things are done. They're stereotypically yeah. thought of as masculine or feminine behavior examples, but by no means are they those things. Yeah. These, these is just the words that I have. And that's actually, that's kind of uh, what I was getting to as well was where, uh, it sounded like you were adhering more to these like masculine stereotypes or masculine identifiers. Um, so my question was going to be like, well, why not I identify as a man? Like what, what is specifically um, calling to you in terms of non-binary? But then when you were explaining like having sort of more masculine days or sometimes you have more feminine days, uh, that kind of makes that make a little bit more sense. I kind of um, had like the thought of, okay, am I a man? a little bit in you know my teenage years and during the whole non-binary journey I guess um but calling myself a man didn't feel right either like mm -hmm. neither of those things being a man or a woman felt like me they kind of just felt like words if that makes sense and neither of them felt comfortable yeah, just like for me, you know, calling myself straight doesn't fit, and calling myself gay isn't isn't correct either. It's I mean, I'm bisexual. Like I just know that, you know, it's just you know, you feel you feel a certain way, and that's just what sits right in your gut. 
and I'm, who you are. I'm not an expert on any of this at all. Like I'm still figuring my shit out. <laughs> so this is just, you know, my perspective, what I'm going through right now. Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you are an expert in terms of how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least like in the moment you can, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming, but in the moment, I'm sure you can kind of recognize whether something feels right. Uh, at least it sounds like that's been part of your journey to this point is just kind of like, almost like trying on an outfit and then being like, oh, this doesn't feel like me. Uh, but, you know, doing that with sort of larger identifiers or, or ideas. Um, a little bit. Like, so the night that I kind of brought all of this up to Chris, um, oh, I made a comment about my hair because I had really long hair. Um, and like, I kind of made the joke of, okay, well, I'm going to go cut it all off. And Chris said, well, I really like your long hair. And before I could even think or react, I said, but that doesn't feel like me. And that just kind of snowballed into me shaving my head. <laughs> it, was that, it was that morning and then that night we had the rest of the conversation, I think. No, it was all like... Yeah, I mean, the second that you said, it, you know, that didn't feel like you, that stopped everything. And that just was like, well, I mean, I, you know. You were like, let's go get the clippers. <laughs> right, yeah, let's immediately handle that. Yeah. So how, and, and again, I hope it's okay that I'm asking these questions. Um, do you think that being non-binary has affected your relationship? On my end, it hasn't, I don't think. On, on my end, it has. Oh. It's gotten better. Oh. Yeah. All right. Excellent. <laughs> You're, do you want to explain? Surprise. Yeah, you know, you are, you're happy. <laughs> like, yes, you've, you know, like, you've always, you know, had moments of happiness and, and, um, you know, like, you're not miserable. You aren't miserable for him, but, like, it's, it, you're more of a, your genuine self. And it's just great to be around and, and watch and to just... I love you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Um, You're not gonna make me cry. <laughs> you can't handle this. <laughs> I definitely feel more confident since coming out. So And yeah, that has greatly impacted your relationships and interactions with everybody here and, and uh, probably your friends and family as well. Like you you know, like your family had said to me when we got married, like, oh, it's, it's nice to see them finally happy. And uh, that's nice and everything. And, you know, like, I've always, I've always experienced that, though. Like, it's just, you know, you always, we always have hit it off and, and been happy together and have, have had fun. But I've seen you grow and change and, and just, yeah, be more confident in who you are. And that's, that's I think, strengthened our relationship a lot. So. Gross. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I 
So I I don't really know you all that well, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, other than like through Chris, I guess. Um, but like even just since knowing you, um, like I've I've noticed you kind of come out of your shell a bit uh, since coming out. And that's pretty cool. Like now you're on a, you're literally sitting here on a podcast that's being streamed live. And I feel like that's something that, that old you like a year ago wouldn't have done, you know, like that's, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. I think yep. that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that you know that that's a big deal and that I, I think you do. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that this is something worth celebrating. It's worth celebrating you uh, being more confident and being more okay with yourself and who you are. Um, and I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think you've always been awesome. Uh, but I'm glad. <laughs> You're that you Making some risky proclamations. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I'm glad that you can kind of. Be the awesomeness that you want to be, if that makes sense. It was definitely a huge weight off my shoulders once I realized it and like put all the pieces together. So I feel better. <laughs> I bet that was like a a scary thing, you know? Oh god, it was terrifying. Like I sobbed for hours. <laughs> just anytime Chris looked at me or I looked at myself in the mirror after shaving my head, it was just like tears and ugly uh, crying and <laughs> when you uh when you made that comment uh about cutting your hair and then you were like but you know the long hair just doesn't seem like me mm -hmm. uh was that a moment where like when that just kind of like came out did you did you like step back and you're like oh i let that slip yeah like Oh, I can see it on her yeah. face. It's like, oh, <laughs> that, that's that's why I like everything stopped in my world when they said that. Like they they said, long haired. I don't feel like myself with long hair. I mean, it was just like, like the record stopped, and that was like, oh, okay, we need to have a much deeper conversation then, um, because you're walking around doing performative things you don't need to do. Uh, and I don't want you to wear a mask or be uncomfortable in your own house in your own life. So don't do some stupid shit for me. That's dumb. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, that's take, take care of yourself first. Yeah. Actually, I really liked how you how you phrased that, Chris. Doing performative shit. Mm -hmm. uh, because like I feel like so much of what we think of as as gender norms or like just social norms in general um it's so performative and it gets exhausting mm -hmm. like something as stupid as like don't put your elbow on the table while you eat like that's how gender feels <laughs> it's so dumb like it, to me at least i feel like this idea of um oh well uh, you have a penis, so you can't use these words, and you can't do these things. You can't love these things, and you have a vagina, so you know you have to do the opposite. Um, I remember a, a distinct moment uh, when I was a kid. Um, I saw there were these ducks. Um, not to bring it back to birds, uh, but um, there was a gaggle of ducks, 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, there were these ducks that I saw outside, and I remember I referred to the ducks as being cute. And my dad, like, stopped everything, and he turned around. He was like, don't you use that word. And I, like, I had, I didn't know how to respond, like, because it was, I was young. This was, like, the first time that I was hearing something like this. And he was like, you're a boy. You don't use the word cute. You can say the ducks are cool. Radical. But <laughs> you cannot say that the ducks are cute. They're totally tubular. Uh, and or even bodacious. <laughs> but they are not cute. But I will beat you. <laughs> unmerciful and i mean i don't think i don't think my dad meant any harm by it um and i think he's you know just as much a product of these social norms as as we all are um but uh and, and like i've i've tried to talk to him about this instance as well and he doesn't even remember it but it was it was not nearly as impactful to him as it was for me but that's something that has stuck with me and when it came to you know, later in life when uh, I was starting to understand my own sexuality and trying to determine whether or not I wanted to come out and who I wanted to come out to, I, I kept thinking that in my head. It's such a stupid thing, but I was like, boys don't think ducks are cute. <laughs> like, you're saying the only reason you're gay is so that you can use the word cute? Uh, that is, that's cute? the only reason. That's, that's the it. only reason. Yeah. I'm just, I'm reclaiming cute. Cool. Uh, but like... Cute. <laughs> that was a moment where like I said something and I didn't even think anything of it. And somebody else like stopped the record and like the whole world, like stopped spinning for a moment. And, and it was like, no. Um, and then from that point on any time in my life, when I would say something that maybe came across as gay or maybe came across as um, something that wasn't normal for a boy, uh, like, yeah, I would always, like, almost immediately, it was like the words fell out of my mouth, and I would, like, try to gulp it back down real fast. Uh, and the amount of, like, totally arbitrary anxiety that that gives someone is awful. And it, I, I don't wish that upon anybody. Because... In my opinion, uh, and I know that some people feel differently about these kinds of things, but I think it's all stupid. Like, why, why do we have these arbitrary ideas of 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 what these things mean, or like what they're, people? They're being broken down. Yeah, like it's it's slowly but surely happening. And it's society is breaking. It's wonderful, and we'll rebuild it properly. But we're very open about like gender in our house like we mm -hmm. we have really good conversations with our kids like we talk about mental health and um like i don't know gender stuff um like our son wears leggings to school because that's what's comfortable with for him we just bought some panda and dinosaur leggings for him yeah. <laughs> um our youngest wears boxers so like that's all she wants to wear is she's got Sonic boxers. Damn, I want Sonic <laughs> boxers. <laughs> They're pretty cool. Yeah, we have those conversations with them, and, and I think that a lot of younger people are more in tune with with a lot of, a lot of what's bullshit, uh, you know, what's make believe. Like you even said something earlier. You said you know a rule as stupid as putting your elbows on the table. Uh, 
and like th those societal rules are also stupid. <laughs> like that's there's certain things like like I, I try to to teach my kids manners, but it's hard to distinguish what's like it's not, it's not hard to distinguish. It's hard to explain to them like this rule is arbitrary. It's arbitrary and silly. This rule is because your chewing sounds like sounds awful. Please, <laughs> a nail going through my head. <laughs> please, for the I, love I still need to work on that rule myself. I'm sorry. Um, but some things like keeping your elbows on the table or you know your head at, up at the table, like those are things. It's like you have to be polite, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Like you know, just do what you want to do. Be comfortable. Live your life. Um, no matter what, whether it's a gender norm or whether it's a societal expectation. As long as you're not hurting anybody, fuck it. Um, so, uh, now I I don't necessarily agree with this, um, but uh, there are some criticisms uh, to the idea of uh, specifically like raising children with this kind of idea of of kind of chipping away at these these ideas of gender norms and and social norms and things like that. Um, one criticism that I've heard uh, from a lot of people who don't particularly like this idea um, is that by by having these kinds of conversations with kids, we are influencing them to be more uh, like more likely to be either gay or non-binary, more likely to identify as these things. Because um, and the vocabulary now. Yeah, they have the information. They have all the facts. Yeah, so they have they have easier access to the the vocabulary and the mental health and the ability to feel and think about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, like you can show me gay porn all day, and I'll tell you if I like it or not. It's not going to be like, oh, you got me. I'm not. I'm gay now. <laughs> we were talking about gay stuff. You made me gay. You can't make somebody something or, or something else. You just can't. Like, it's they are what they are. And uh, you got to let them know they're loved no matter what. It's hard. So I went to high school in essentially a cornfield. Like, it was white people central. Um, we had a gay straight alliance. But it only had, you know, a handful of people in it. Uh, I remember I kissed my girlfriend and going to the bus stop and the principal came over and was like, you need to knock that off. Don't ever do that again. So coming from that and, you know, being a parent now and teaching our children, that is just like, that's the best for me. Like they don't have to feel stuck in the closet. <laughs> like if they're gay, if they're bi, if they're whatever, it's, it's not a big deal. It's not a conversation we have to sit down and, okay, I'm coming out to you. Like, okay, what do you want for dinner? So I feel really good about where our kids are. Like the society gender norm stuff still comes up. Um, my son gets made fun of at school for wearing the leggings, but at the same time, he's like, they're just comfortable. Pants are pants. So it's both sides, I guess. It's like when you're training somebody at work, it's like, here's what the company expects from you, mm -hmm. but here's how you really do it. Like you, I, you have to kind of tell that, give them a heads up that, 
well, this is what we believe, and you know, this is what we feel is is ethically right and just natural. Um, some people in society still believe like this is not necessarily a prevailing belief, but there are people out there who think the opposite of this, or this is the current popular theory or whatever, so that they can be ready, so they're not like you know, you can't just go saying Santa Claus isn't real to a group of kids. Um, you have to say, hey, you know, we don't believe in Santa Claus, but a lot of people do. Uh, so you can't just fucking break that necessarily. You can go preach that all you want, but it is what it is. You have to, and that's that's a bad example. But, right, yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I, but yeah, like how, so how do you have that conversation as, as parents, um, but also as parents who don't identify strictly as you know straight or or uh heteronormative i guess um like how do you prepare your kids uh for like the possible ridicule or you know the the people who believe the opposite so kids are mean <laughs> in general um, because some, because they're just like, that's what they're taught and some just on accident. And so they have these discrepancies and issues about other trivial bullshit well before it's about that, well before it's about the, the more serious stuff or what's currently serious. Like, it's like, Billy said that Dr. Doom is the best villain, but I think it's Thanos and they called me dumb for it. Like that's that's kind of a at a base level like like I got made fun of for I believe in 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 My Little Pony over Shira. Well, they're both good things. Like it's okay. Um, right. Like so, it's about little kid shit. Like the like, you know, just like the drama you experience as a teenager is stupid shit. Now it's like I have a mortgage. Fuck you. I don't. I don't care. Who broke your heart today? Um, so, and, at every age level, there is some level of that bullshit and drama, and so it's easily translatable. If that makes sense, like if that helps, like we, you can prepare them for that injustice and the the general like us versus like me versus the world kind of thing at an early age with whatever they care about. Like, it's fine that you like. Captain America over Deadpool or whatever, like it's fine. We have a lot of superhero talk. Yeah. Too. <laughs> We're nerds, also. Just um, random at yeah. six in the morning. Who would win in a fight? <laughs> like or the Silver Surfer. It's okay if you have an unpopular opinion on something. You know, just on yeah, that that's fine. Like it's it's okay to have that. Like you shouldn't feel bad about that. And you should celebrate your differences. And as long as whatever they like isn't hurting anybody else, that's fine too. Now, if what they like is hurting somebody else, then you got to stay in your own lane for now. Like you're not a you're a child. You're not an activist. I'm not arming you to fight the fucking patriarchy just yet. Oh, I have been. That's great. That's great, and you should. But you know, not like it's fine. It's fine. Also, yes, but they have to kind of, you know, say, all right, well, go tell an adult, tell me, 
and then I'll go beat up that kid. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so the best example of that that I can come up with is uh, our son was in first grade and I was on a field trip with him and we were coming back to the school. Uh, I had to drive separately. So I was coming and he was getting off the bus and this little kid was crying <laughs> and Dylan was right behind Oops, I shouldn't have said his name. Anyway. Uh, so I was like, what happened? Why is that kid crying? He's like, Oh, I told him God's not real. I'm like, buddy. Like, oh, <laughs> no. Well, we don't believe in him. So God's not real. I'm like, okay, well other people believe that. So you can't just say stuff like that. Like whether or not you think he's real or not, is different than this kid. Like he's being raised to think God's real. So chill out with that. You just gave that child an existential crisis. <laughs> I did. Just like, oh no. I'm not in heaven. I'm not going to heaven. I mean, I just have to be a good person to be a good person. Fuck. So we we've, we've talked to them about not everybody's going to agree with you and the difference between okay them not agreeing with me is danger to me or somebody else versus a difference of opinion so that that's what we try to ingrain yeah is it hurting you or somebody else no leave it alone yeah <laughs> leave it alone well that's good i think that I, it, it's nice to hear that uh, that you've gone through the challenges of coming to, to these understandings on your own so that now you can instill that understanding on your children to hopefully make their lives a little bit easier. Because uh, that's Trying. ultimately, I guess that's what parenting's all about, you know? Surviving, also that. <laughs> oh yeah. Surviving first, I guess, and then... Having a cry in the shower every morning. Well, I'm not a parent, and I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I often have a drink in the bathtub nights, so it's all right. That actually sounds really nice. It is fantastic. <laughs> have a little cry, have a little drink, sit in a bubble bath. It's great. Well, I think... I'd... I think that your children have some pretty awesome role models. Uh, and it, it makes me happy to hear that, that you guys are making the choices that you're making. So, Thanks. Thumbs up. Uh, real fast, before we close out, I wanted to share some things from the chat. Um, so Imagine McNamee said, being able to raise my kid to know that he is valued and his opinions matter is the greatest joy in life. Nothing tops it. Absolutely. And then I wanted to go back uh, just a little bit just to, to spread some love. Um, Callie Wright wrote in and said, um, watching them come into their own the last while has been honestly one of the great joys of my life. Uh, Referring to. That's, my, that's my derby okay. life. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, so uh, I don't know if this is fine to ask, but is this the person that kind of like uh, sparked this in you? Uh, no, it's one of our mutual friends because uh, I hope this is okay. Callie actually 
um, realized they were non-binary like a little bit before I did. And oh, okay. their thought process of it kind of triggered mine. So that's kind of where the, okay, am I thinking this because I want to feel special and fit in versus having the vocabulary to actually, you know, describe who I am. That's actually kind of cool that you were able to go through that journey with somebody in a way. Yeah. They were the first person. <laughs> Once I started like putting things together, I went to them first just to like kind of confirm that these were real feelings before presenting them to Chris because like that's a lot to say to somebody just to be like, haha, JK. I was just kidding. I'm not really <laughs> non-binary. <laughs> Just kidding. Give me my hair back. <laughs> no. I had little braids. That's mine now. <laughs> oh, okay. I, it off. <laughs> I donated it. I had like five little braids. It was great. Oh. I made a little doll. Ew. Okay. The way that you're looking into the camera, <laughs> I made a doll. <laughs> Just, your eyes got all wide. This is what I live with. <laughs> love you love you <laughs> well thank you Stephen no problem thank you sorry I was asking all kinds of questions I hope I hope it was all okay I don't care I'm gonna go have a cry in the bathtub now because <laughs> you asked me so many questions oh no <laughs> <laughs> or are they we'll find out in about five minutes Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. If you have to cry, then you can cry. Like that's fine. But like, I I don't want you to. If you have to, I'll get this. <laughs> well, you was giving you permission, so you're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I will allow it. <laughs> that's exactly what I was waiting for. <laughs> Immediately, just start sobbing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go over here and ugly cry off camera real quick. Well, thank you to all of our audience members for chiming in. Thank you to all of our listeners on the podcast. God, we went some places tonight. We did. We did. We had we had a journey. I loved it. Oh, that was long for the ride. Imagine Mac and me said thank you all. This was legit the best one yet for me anyway. There you go. Look at that. Thanks. <laughs> it was all me. It's absolutely 100%. Yeah. Honestly, we couldn't have done it without you. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you want to tell them where they can donate there, Stephen? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a thing. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, all the things. Um, if you like the show and want to support us, you can go to mtfproductions.com slash donate. Uh, you can donate as little as a dollar um, or up to a million dollars. Bro, Wait, there's a cap? If you have a million dollars, um, let's be friends. Let's, let's yes, let's be more than friends. Let's have a chat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you decide to donate to the show, it not only supports uh, myself and Chris, but we are in the process of building a studio. Yeah, and yeah, actually, it supports all of us. Um, but uh, it helps us. Uh, we're in the process of building a studio, so it'll help us fill that studio with fancy equipment that'll make our podcast sound and look better than ever. So any 
support is appreciated. If you can't donate, just listening to the show, sharing the show, rating and reviewing the show, um, it all helps. So thank you so much, everyone. Yay. <laughs> okay. Thank you all. Good night. Love you. Are we doing a post show? And this is a quick, yeah, quick little wrap up, I think. Okay. So we'll do a quick post show. So everyone in the chat, um, everyone in the live uh, broadcast, just stay put. We're going to hang out for a little bit afterwards. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. Love, love, love. Love you, Moore's hands. Oh no, where's the button? <laughs> God damn it, I clicked the wrong thing. Hold on. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podcast with Benefits. If you enjoyed this show, please rate, follow, and or subscribe to The Podcast with Benefits wherever podcasts are distributed. Please reach out to us by writing an email to bemorethanfriends at gmail.com, commenting on mtfproductions.com, or finding us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash bemorethanfriends. One day, we hope to do this for a living. To help make that dream come true, Please donate what you can to our show at mtfproductions.com. Your donations help us purchase better equipment, fund more merchandise, and hold events. Please share this show with a friend that you love. Thank you.